This Family Life News Podcast is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Super Bowl is is a really kind of in a category uh, all of uh, all of its own in that it is this holiday that centers around a television show. But I suppose we could say that about Thanksgiving, which is very much centered around uh, uh, the Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is usually one of the highest rated non-sports show of the year. And then it, of course, uh, centers around football uh, uh, as well. Um, even New Year's Eve, generally people have the countdown and uh, turned on uh, so they know exactly when uh, midnight comes around. However, Thanksgiving, uh, New Year's, television is important to those holidays. Super Bowl Sunday is a holiday that is exclusively centered around uh, a TV show, which is, of course, the broadcast of uh, the Super Bowl. And as such, it's really become one of the most successful creations of a whole new um, out-of-the-blue holiday uh, for a long time. One could argue the most successful since Lincoln declared Thanksgiving uh, to officially be a holiday. Super Bowl Sunday is really a whole uh, holiday that celebrates football. It gets by far the biggest television audience of the year, and whatever's in second place is in a very, very distant second. And if you look at the top broadcasts, uh, Super Bowl is at the top of any given year, and most of what's on the rest of the next 25 are all football games. Robert, what's made the Super Bowl such an entertainment extravaganza and such a social high point? I think there's a lot of things that are interesting uh, about that. For one thing, it's really three shows now. It's the game itself, it's the halftime show, and Madison Avenue has convinced us in an incredible sleight of hand that we should care about the commercials as well, that this is some film festival. So that's a third element also. And of course, we get new commercials. Now they preview on the internet ahead of time. They may be paying seven million dollars for 30 seconds per ad, but that gets a lot more than just the 30 seconds. It gets all the conversation before, the people coming in to uh, do previews and discussions the morning after So I guess if one thing uh, Super Bowl Sunday continuously tells us is that football is central to and deep within the American soul. Part of the reason for that, I I think we saw that when NBC overspends to buy the Olympics, too, that with 8,000 TV channels and streaming channels, there's so few things that are the water cooler thing. I don't know how many offices even have water coolers anymore. Yeah. of the few things that can gather a huge audience from across the demographics. Yeah, that's a good point. So you, you've got these big sporting events like Olympics or even the World Series for that matter or the uh, March Madness playoffs. The thing about the Super Bowl is that it is winner take all. It's one game. If you were to plan a World Series party, what day would you plan it on? Uh, it might be exciting to be the last game, but you don't know what the last game is going to be. It could be Um, One in four, it might take seven. You know when to plan a Super Bowl party because it's on that Sunday. It's also maybe the place in the calendar. This year, we're going to be well into February by the time Super Bowl comes. The holidays, as we know them, that big sort of celebratory period that goes from Halloween now through Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, all of that. 
we've recovered from that period of celebration. Most people's New Year's resolutions have completely gone by the wayside by the time Super Bowl gets along. So if your New Year's resolution was you were going to stop drinking, stop eating fatty foods and salted foods, um, uh, by the time we get to the Super Bowl, all those are off. And hence the what's considered sort of the, the official diet of the Super Bowl is, you know, Doritos and beer, pretty much the same stuff we're seeing on the uh, commercials. There, It does come at a time when it's still dark. The long uh, winter is still holding on, uh, yet the holidays have uh, been over for a while. Super Bowl Sunday is pretty good timing, and it does still serve as one of the only things that we're all watching at the same time time the same thing. It used to be we all watched Ed Sullivan every Sunday night. It used to be we all watched I Love Lucy or for that matter, The Cosby Show or uh, Dallas. Now, there are very few things like that. And the Super Bowl is one of them, even if you're not a football fan. You mentioned the commercials. I remember when it was a big deal that USA Today would have the reviews ranking them from from top to bottom the day after the premiere of the 30-second commercial, whether it was the Clydesdales or the Doritos or whatever, happened during the pregame show or the first quarter or the second quarter. Does that affect the way consumers look at this when every ad that's going to be on the Super Bowl is already out on the the website days before? Yeah, well, it is interesting how the evolution of the Super Bowl commercial. So, yeah, it starts out, uh, they just have, you know, commercials of the Super Bowl. Then we get to this period where they try to convince the audience that the commercials are just as special, if not more so, than the game. And then we get that period in the 80s and the 90s where we get these big ads, very expensive, seen for the first time in Super Bowls, sometimes 60 seconds long, not just 30 seconds long, occasionally even uh, longer than that. And there was that period where everybody, you know, the the joke was you go to the bathroom during the game now, not during the uh, commercials. Then the Internet comes along. And also the idea that the Super Bowl is the only place where you can get a huge audience. And the Super Bowl ad shifted at that point. Now the idea is because USA Today has the ad meter, because all the morning shows talk about it, a Super Bowl ad gives you a lot more than just the ad when it plays in the Super Bowl. You get all of that extra discussion by simply being a Super Bowl ad. And in the internet, they tried to leverage that. If we're going to pay $7 million for 30 seconds, which it is in 2024, we want to get our money's worth. So they started putting little pre And some of the ads you can see before the Super Bowl in their entirety, many of them are teases. They're essentially advertisements for advertisements. And it, of course, gets everybody talking. The conversation we're having right now uh, is an example of that, uh, which means those commercials start paying for themselves long before they actually air on TV. But it does, there is a sense in which it's less exciting. Back then, you had to be watching when it was on 
and you were constantly surprised. There hadn't been a lot of reporting about who was going to be on these ads and what they were going to be about and all of that. And I think we've grown a lot more cynical. After 25 years of being told the commercials are the best thing on Super Bowls, we've started paying attention. And while there's always a few that are kind of amusing, a few might bring a tear to our eyes, they're really not the most spectacular thing uh, 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 that we've seen, which we've been led to believe. If you were to watch all of the Super Bowl ads for uh, the morning after in the cold, sober light of day on Monday morning, you'd find some that were relatively amusing. You'd find some that might be a little bit moving, but you would by no means think that these were worth all of the drum roll and all of the fuss. People have, have begun to grow wise to that. We're talking with Bob Thompson at the Syracuse University. He studies pop culture and has been doing this for a long time. Any perspectives that you have on how to be a wise consumer and make sense and keep the Super Bowl <laughs> hyperbole in perspective? Well, well, I mean, I think a general rule of thumb is uh, assume that every advertisement is deceptive until proven otherwise. Now, that isn't to say that advertising can't be useful and give one information and all the rest of it, but the whole industry of advertising has roots in snake oil salesmanship and all the rest of it. And when one is watching the Super Bowl, ads, I think as amusement, you know, watching human beings chase cheetahs down the desert to get their their Cheetos back, that can be really funny. I don't think that means when one goes to the grocery store, one should be uh, setting one's list according to these sorts of things. So I guess it uh, as amusing interruptions of a game that you may or may not be interested in, Super Bowl ads can be a lot of fun. Like anything else, though, one has to take their messages knowing who it is, in fact, that the messages are coming from. Thank you for listening to this Family Life News Podcast. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, please share it with others and click the subscribe button to automatically receive future episodes. Family Life is a listener-supported ministry. Podcasts like this are made possible by your financial partnership. Find out more at familylife.org.